Welcome to Reframe Your Mindset for Success. With me today is Luke Iorio. Luke is a mindfulness coach, entrepreneur, blogger, and host of the top podcast on this walk. Luke has walked alongside thousands of clients and listeners as they search for meaning, purpose, and alignment, and he is eager to share what he has learned with us today. Luke's passion for helping others stems from his own spiritual path. For much of his life, Luke believed success was something to be achieved, and the placing his mind over matter was honourable, the strong and the right thing to do. Luke searched for alignment and purpose, and on his journey, he discovered how the beauty and joy of reconnecting with oneself, of finding true balance, of feeling connected, healed, and whole. As the previous president and CEO of the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching, Luke had the unique and fortunate opportunity to work with influential people and organisations who were not satisfied with life and business as usual, granting him access to a laboratory of transformation that few people have had. Luke continues to serve as a partner and board member for IPEC, and the insights and experiences he gleaned continue to inform his coaching retreats and his podcast. So I'm really, really looking forward to listening to what Luke's got to say today. Welcome to Reframe Your Mindset for Success. With me today is Luke. How are you today? Doing well, Paul. Thanks for having me here. Brilliant. And uh, how's how's the week been going? It's been uh, it's been going well. It's been a nice nice week. A little bit uh, both busy, but also a few uh, a few moments to relax as well. Nice nice combination. Brilliant. Good good stuff. Good stuff. Well, as you know, with, with the with the podcast episode, I always start with your story uh, to, to get us kicked off. So it's kind of over to you in as many words as you want to tell her. Sure, sure, sure. So I guess maybe one of the one of the places to uh, kind of frame this is in the context that fire has followed me most of my life. And what I mean by that was that when I was very young, um, I was kind of a, a, a curious, playful, a little bit outgoing, most definitely weird little child, uh, created my own little world. And when I was about five and a half years old, our childhood home burnt to the ground. And overnight, uh, as my parents describe, I became a very serious uh, child. And so a lot of the, the playfulness, the curiosity, uh, the emotions that had been there really got quelled. And I became very self-reliant. I became very independent, uh, very focused on just being the kind of the good boy and the good student. And that really tracked through then most of, of my schooling and uh, even into my early career. Uh, I chose as an example, I was, I was a pretty decent uh, artist and designer, but I chose to go into marketing for business because that was the more responsible path. That was the more expected path for me to follow. Yeah. And as I was headed down uh, kind of that path, I did recognize that in the career that I had, which was in marketing, working for a corporation, I just was not fulfilled, was not enjoying myself. I felt like I was completely constricted in where I was headed. And while I happened to be working for that firm, I was headed into New York to run uh, an event that, that we were a sponsor of, and I was headed into Midtown, uh, not to downtown, on September 11th. And I was one of the last trains that was cut off from going into New York that day yeah. and being outside the Hoboken Terminal, which is directly across the Hudson River from, from lower Manhattan from New York. Wow. Uh, I watched the rest of the events unfold, and I watched the first tower come down, and it ripped me wide open again. 
uh, all the emotions came flooding back. Everything that I'd kind of held back yeah. for all those years just came flooding back through. Yeah. And I started to, to question, is this the path that I want to be on? Is this the trajectory of my life, my career that, that I really want to have? And so I started making a series of decisions that moved me out of that job. Uh, it uh, My girlfriend became my fiance, became my wife. Um, yeah. And I ended up uncovering through a couple of different uh, career transitions or, or job transitions, not so much career transitions. Uh, I ended up uncovering this field called coaching. And this is back in... 2004. So we're talking 19 years ago when coaching had formalized, but it was nowhere near the, the, you know, the prevalence that it is today in, in corporate coaching and life coaching and health coaching and things like that. And so I went on this wild ride in, uh, in working as uh, inside of one of the training institutes, training and certification for coaches, worked my way up to ultimately be the CEO of that organization. And then about five years in, you could say a different form of fire came back uh, to to get me about five years into my my position as CEO because now fire came in the way of burnout, and wow. I did just completely uh, hit this wall, recognizing that the position I had found myself in was created, but created by a different version of me, a younger version of me with different priorities, different values, different sights that I wanted to be able to go out and accomplish. And then I found myself wonderfully, fortunately, being in this beautiful position, doing really good work, but realizing this was no longer where I was supposed to be. Yeah. And that began a transition, which was about eight years ago now, of of ultimately transitioning out of out of that business, out of my business, um, and then getting into a lot of the work that I do now, which is a very different form of of kind of coaching work, uh, as well as some guiding and facilitating, and and the pot, my own podcast on this walk uh, that I now do. Yeah. And, and on this walk, the podcast, you know, yep. how, you know, starting that off, kicking that off, how's that gone? It's going well. It's going well. You know, I, I, I'm about five months into launching it. And uh, what on this walk was really meant to capture was that I was sharing a lot of my journey, a lot of the story and the, the hardships, kind of the, call it the, the real conversations about what my last seven, eight years have looked like. And I was sharing that with friends. I was sharing with family, with some clients and colleagues. And I had I'd done some podcasting work in the past, and it just kind of came up like this. This would make for such a great uh, podcast because it is the real conversations. Where are the struggles? Where are the challenges? Where are the fears, the anxieties? What is it that we're facing? And what's the inner work that we need to do to be able to create the outer life changes that we want to experience? And uh, it, it, that's what it was born out of. And thankfully, the, the feedback to the show has been uh, pretty extraordinary. Right with you. I mean, it, it it's amazing, isn't it? You know, like when you've had two, you know, mammoth, what I would call massive life experiences that you've had from mm. that, you know, the house burning down, how, you know, the, the, the pain you must have gone through at the time as, as a young child to then actually seeing that, you know, the twin towers come down. Yeah. Um, you, you know, that those, those two events have really been a catalyst for changes in, the, in your life. Major. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 they have been fundamental to, you know who I am, the the path that I've traveled, uh, the uh, the ways in which I've you know lost myself in in kind of being conditioned to be a certain way and and take care of myself and keep myself safe in a certain way, and at the same time, without those, I would not have had the opportunity that I've had in the journey that I have to kind of rediscover myself and really start to remember more of the truth of who I am and shed a lot of that armor and conditioning. 
that I had accumulated through those different experiences. Uh, to me, that's a lot of what life is, is that we're all going to go through different experiences. They may look very different from person to person to person, but it's how do we begin to allow those moments and those experiences to crack us back open to who we really are. And I've, I've gone through that. I continue to go through that in, uh, in my own journey. And you, you know, you, you mentioned, obviously you, you went on the coaching journey back in, it was around 2004 and yeah, it's when it started. And, yeah. And ended, ended up, you know, taking the business on and, you know, you, as being, still being a coach, what, what's mm -hmm. the difference then between then and now? I think that, you know, at least for me, it's, it's, my focus more so than anything is really about helping people get back into deep alignment, congruency with who they are at a level of essence, a level of soul. Right. And that means really stripping away a lot of the armor, a lot of the attachments, a lot of the ego, ego. that, yeah. right. That, that we have cultivated and it's, I get it. You know, I, I, there's a, there is such thing as a healthy and balanced ego and we can do that and use that in certain ways. But what I found, and I see this still true in a lot of coaching work, is that there's a lot of ego polishing, meaning that maybe we're not as weak egoed as we used to be. Maybe it's a healthier ego, but we're still bought into these identities that we try to keep creating, which is the way in which we present ourselves to want to be seen in the world. And yeah. the challenge is, is you know, you think about just even the if on on steroids, the effect of that on social media is that we get so caught up in the way that we need to present ourselves to others that we lose track of who we really are. Yeah. And so a lot of that work that I do now is, is less about helping somebody create you know, the image of who they need to be to get the next promotion or raise their business. And we do a lot of inner work to get them back at a deep alignment and congruence with who they really are. And what I find over and over and over again is of course their career falls in check, their business starts to grow, their relationships get better. All of the outer stuff starts to really truly match the depth of love and joy and balance that they have found within themselves. Yeah, uh, that that makes absolute sense, and um, it's interesting, isn't it, in this day and age, to you know, from our children to to you know, adults presenting their personal brand on yeah. social media, and you know, mm -hmm. we call Facebook sometimes we call it Happy Book because you know, generally <laughs> what what we what we post is that we're always happy or we're always doing something that's significant yeah. that raises our profile rather than it being, you know, you don't see the real person or the real life. If you know, if you know, exactly. Yeah. Oh, completely. You know, the social media and, and, you know, all, all of the different platforms have become our highlight reels. It's what we want to show to the world. And this is the, this is who we are when we're at our best. And we all know that there's a part of that that just is not real. And we want that real authenticity. Again, we want that ability to to see the full journey that people are going through because that's who we are and we yeah. know that's what we're going through and so we you know we need those forums again and they they do not take place on social media it means human connection it means getting back to meeting in, in circles and in groups again uh, it means having one-on-one -on -one conversation you know eye to eyeball to eyeball over coffee or over tea and it means getting back to that to to really truly see each other again yeah it's not being real, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So, so as, as you know, the, the podcast is around reframing your mindset. Yep. So, so when we talk about mindset, why, why is some, why is mindset so important to you? I think the, the, the role to me that mindset really plays uh, at this point is that it's what 
it's what moves the unseen, meaning the creativity, the inspiration, the ideas into reality. The mind is what allows you to organize it, to do it, to plan it, uh, to optimize it. And that's, you know, cr crucial uh, because, you know, if we're if we're going to have the creativity and the inspiration, the insights, the intuition that we have as human beings, we do need something that then can move that out into the world in a very, very powerful way. And so that part of it is very, very important. And then keeping that mindset balanced, meaning keeping it in check so that we do not make or continually make the mind the complete leader or controller of everything that we do. The mind was the mind and the mindset were meant to be a tool that helped us accomplish great things. It was never meant to be the governor of our lives. Well, that's that's a, a really interesting take. And so, how how would you describe your mindset then? I'd say at this point, uh, more often than not, <laughs> I would say it's calm, uh, balanced. Uh, balance probably is is probably one of the, the the critical elements of of mindset for me meaning that to, to be able to walk that line of not allowing our expectations to become attachments to at the same time, not allow ourselves to, to uh, effectively be lazy or to, to, to not take that action. Uh, and so what it really comes down to is how is it that I keep the mind as energized as I can, as balanced as I can, as centered as I can, and I do that through, you know, all sorts of things that we can talk about. Um, but that really allows my mind to focus on what's real, meaning not the created story, but yeah. what is truly right in front of me at this time so that I am working from the closest I can be to reality uh, of the real circumstances of what's unfolding at any given time. And if I can keep my mind that sharp, focused and present uh, to be able to do so, then it's going to operate by giving me just beautiful solutions and ideas and ways forward. Whereas if I allow it to get very caught up, meaning imbalanced, to get very caught up in the attachments, the expectations, the judgments, uh, then it's going to move me closer and closer to survival mode, which is going to shut down the amount of actual brain power that I have that any of us have. Yeah. And so to stay in that that more balanced, more enlivened state uh, with my mind is something that's very, very critical. It's uh, right now with this picture of Mr. Miyagi saying to Daniel's son around focus. <laughs> and, uh, it just, just resonates. So, so, you know, when you look at, I mean, that, 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 that's brilliant. And I, I love the way you've explained that. You know, what, what tips or, or practical tools uh, would you use mm -hmm. to develop someone's mindset then? You know, I, I, one of the most crucial for me on my journey has been, um, cru most crucial on my journey has been meditation. And uh, meditation for me, actually, I used mindfulness as the approach was one that sunk in deepest. And interestingly, the mindfulness approaches I have always found most effective are actually somatic in nature, meaning that they're based in the body. Because what that does is the body will help us get very present to this given moment, meaning for a, a period of time kind of out of our mind or very focused with our mind. And by doing that, it allows the mind to settle to clear space. So that we have uh, we have a better understanding of when the mind is getting distracted, we can see it. When the mind is pulling us into stories, we can see it. When the mind is is imbalanced and it's moving us in these different directions that we don't intend to go in, we can see the way that it's operating because we can see what it also looks like when we get it to settle and to still and to focus 
in the ways that we want it to. So meditation uh, has been a tool for me to be able to learn to work with my mind in much more powerful ways uh, and much more balanced ways as I keep coming back to. Yeah. Now that all said, uh, other things are really incru- you know, crucial to those mindset techniques. Um, exercise is absolutely vital to being able to keep your, your brain fed with the type of nutrients and oxygen and processing and metabolism that will keep it operating at its best. So while that's not technically a mindset technique, it is exercise, fitness, uh, in as well as diet for that matter, are absolutely crucial to the way that your brain is going to function, the way that your mindset is ultimately going to relate. And then lastly is I have used for years, I have used a series of just simply prioritization techniques. And yeah. one of the most simple that I do uh, is that I really have gotten into the habit of beginning of my day is I write down what are the three things I'm looking to accomplish this day. And that always lets me know these are my priorities for the day. It's not to say I won't do other things. It's not to say I may not get to other things, but these are the three things I either need to do or advance. And that gives me an orientation to my day and it allows my mind to stay focused. And it also makes it that much easier to know when I'm distracting myself. Makes makes complete sense. really does. And, and then, you know, obviously with, with coaching uh, over so many years now, um, would, would you say that generally when, when you're uh, coaching and supporting people, it, it, is it more around mindset? Is, is it more around the way they think that, that, that would be the reason they, not, maybe not the reason they bring to you, but, it, right. but is, it, is it more around the mind than, or, or is it about the body? And it, it used to be almost predominantly about the mind because that's, you know, that's what we're most aware of and that's what we're most focused on and have been taught that we have to focus solely you know, on the mind and the way we think about things if we're going to get the progress that we want to get. And I take a much more holistic approach at this point. And that means that we've got to take a look at the mind, the heart, the body, the soul in, yeah. in all of this, right? Because it all has to work together. We're not fragmented people. We are holistic in who we are. And so it, it needs to be a whole, uh, a whole based approach to yeah. the way that we move things forward. I um I read a book and it was it was years ago a long time back called the Soul Cause, mm. um, you know what what I liked about that is that you know you're talking about being in alignment and being attuned, is yeah. that you know we all have a soul cause in life, and mm-hmm. if you can align yourself to it, then that's when you're going to be most productive. That's where you're going to have your most energy. Absolutely, you just found it a great read. That that sort of resonates now with what you're talking about. You're you're spot on. So from, you know, the, the, the years of um, your career, you know, from marketing to coaching to where you are today, um, who's helped you get, get to where you are? Has it, has it been a book? Has it been a person? Has it been an event? <laughs> yes. <laughs> all the above, right? <laughs> all of them. <laughs> yes. Uh, all, all the things, right? Um, I think probably the most important, if I, if I were to have to like kind of extract it, is the ability to, whether it be with a coach or sitting in circle or with a group, the ability to have space held for me so that I can process and, and really work through what I've experienced. That's been kind of critical. So you can almost think of it as, as a space to both debrief and reflect. Yeah. And so whether that's been through coaching, whether it's been through circle, whether it's been in meditation as well, even journaling, all of these are different practices that give me the opportunity to reflect on what my experience has been, 
what, you know, what do I want to take away from it? Where do I see growth opportunity in, in what's going on? Where do I see challenges that I've encountered in, in the way that I'm approaching things, the way I'm thinking about things? So to be able to, to have that space held for you to work that through, that to me has been the most vital. And I've been fortunate to have many people, you know, coaches, guides, teachers, friends, family, et cetera, through the years who have all played that role at different times. Brilliant, brilliant. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we can get so busy being busy that we don't give our time, ourselves yeah. the time to create that space to really think about what it is that we want in life. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, I mean, that, that right there is usually one of, one of the impetuses for the way in which people find me and end up working with me is they recognize that life all of a sudden, it's almost like life has all their events and the experiences just keep getting stacked one after the next, after the next, after the next on top of each other. And they quite literally feel like they have no room to breathe because it's always the next thing. It's always moving to the next thing. And that's usually when the signs of stress or nearing burnout will end up occurring because they, they really are not getting an opportunity to reset, to rebalance who it is that they are and where it is that they are, uh, let alone even just reflect on where they are right now in life. Yeah. And so it creates that type of an opportunity uh, because, you're, yes, it's it's we just do not with the way that society has been built, with the expectations that we place on ourselves, let alone others place on us. We get so caught up in the doing of all of this work that we never pause to really be with what we're experiencing, to be with what we're feeling, to be with who we are. And we need more and more of that to create a balance in our lives. Makes complete sense. So, so, so over, over the years, you know, on, on your, your, your travels and your career, have, have there been any, you know, I, I guess there's, there's been plenty of funny moments, but funny stories that you could share with the listeners? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, it's, it's exactly funny, but it's, it's a bit funny to me. Uh, it's actually a personal one. And it was, it was a number of years ago, because this highlights perfectly when you talk about mindset, just something that was going on. A uh, number of years ago, um, this is pre-pandemic years. My son is working through some uh, math homework and he is just, he's getting stuck on something and he's getting very, very frustrated with trying to figure it out. And he's expressing that we're just kind of sitting around the living room. He's working on it. And I, you just hear it. He's expressing his frustration. You know, I can't, I, what is this? Why, why can't I learn it this way? Why can't I learn it that way? And well, I jump in as, you know, as, as dad mode. And it's like, well, you know, Jake, if we, if we do it this way and you can, we can break it down, dad, no, I'm not, that's not the way my teacher taught me. It's this way. And I'm like, well, I, I get that, but I can show you how to do this. And I'm, I'm trying to work through this whole thing with him. Right. Yeah. And then finally he gets frustrated with me. He's like, forget it. I'll do it later. I'll do it on my own. I'm fine. And literally just walks away. Now the, the whole time that this is going on, my wife is just completely, she's quiet, almost with a little bit of a smirk on her face. And he walks away, goes, goes away, goes upstairs, looks at me and just goes, you're an idiot. <laughs> and just completely interrupts me. Right. And she goes, he didn't want you to fix the problem. Yeah. He didn't want you to teach him. He didn't want you to solve anything. He wanted you to hear he was frustrated. Yeah. That was it. He just wanted to be acknowledged for what he was experiencing. And here I am at that point, a coach, and I missed the acknowledgement of what my son's going through, right? <laughs> totally, right? I get right into dad it's, mode, and there I go. It's, and it's, it's just so easy. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, and, we go, and we go through this. And so we, when we aren't uh, mindful, 
we can get into this mindset and I'll, I'll say this is true for everybody, but it's it, men do this, uh, tend to do this a bit more is we get so focused on solving the problem yeah. that we miss the broader context of what's actually unfolding. And that to me was one of the big things that I took away was he was looking for connection at that moment, not a solution. And so it, it helped broaden my view of things and gave me a, a, a different level of awareness of how to use my mind to take in more information and be able to get a better read on what was unfolding. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. you know, and, and that resonates as well, because I think the, and, and I know it is a little bit of a man thing is that we, we do like to solve things. And I think this times <laughs> when, you know, I, you think about all the years of been coaching and, you know, wanting to be a better listener and it's so easy to just go into solve it mode and you're not actually listening to the person that you're with. You actually sometimes just wants to be listened to. Yeah. Sometimes that's all it is. Brilliant. So that's, uh, it's, it's quite, quite funny. Um, so, so for you, what, what, what's next now? You know, you, you've got to where you are right now. What, what are your plans for the future? You know, right, right now, my, my big joy is my podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying just all of the unfolding of the stories and conversations that are coming out on, on this walk. And that has been a great joy. Uh, that is leading to some additional coaching and some group programs and work like that that I'm doing. Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying being able to be in a space where I can look at the different opportunities that are coming my way and really actually get to sit with them to see which are the ones that are in the deepest alignment for me. And I've yeah. got a few new business endeavors and things like that that are unfolding because of it. And I say it that way because for, for, you know, everybody kind of tuning in the, the takeaway for me was that when I created that space, my initial, like my energy wanted to fill that space back up. Like, no, get busy doing, no, you got to fill more stuff. No, take on the extra client, do this, do this. Right. And it wanted that space to just be as busy again as it had once been. Yeah. And if I had done that, if I had jumped on some of the early opportunities that were coming my way because I'd freed up my time and, and wasn't doing some of the, the previous work I'd been doing, I would have ended up committing myself to a variety of projects that were not in real alignment for me. But because I did the things I needed to do, meaning you know paying the bills and all that type of stuff, but then gave myself enough space to see what is emerging, what wants to come through, and when something came up, how deeply resonant is this for me? And it allowed me to find a couple of things that I'm beginning to work on now beyond what I've mentioned, some new business stuff, that is just a complete joy. And I love the people I'm working with, love the projects that are there, and I get to interact in a way and get to show up in a way that's completely aligned to my gifts as well as to my schedule. And so I would not have had that had I rushed in too quickly. That's that's really interesting. It's it's kind of a, a trust in life as well, isn't it? You know, that the life yeah. will find you a path if you're you know willing to listen or, or you know willing to wait as well sometimes. I have, I have been shown that repeatedly. Uh, I have been, life has, has been very kind and generous and, and illuminated the paths. And I have also done the alternative, which is I have completely gotten in the way and mucked things up. Uh, and, you know, no, I know better. I'm going to do this. I, mean, I know where I want to go and get so focused on where my, you know, where my ego wanted, wanted to take me that yeah. I was blocking out the joy of life and the, the magic that life can present us with. And there's a balance to be, you know, listen, pay the bills, do the things you got to do to put food on the table and find a way beyond that to create some space and see what it is that's trying to happen for you. Definitely. That, that's, that's fantastic. 
Um, so, so yeah, and that 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 itself could be the last piece of advice for the listeners yeah. on on, the, on this podcast. But well, what would it be? I mean, would you build on that? I, you know, I think that maybe the way that I could build on that is that to be in that place to create that space, what I had to recognize was I needed to bring that mind, heart, body, and soul into connection and alignment with each other. And when I've been too mind dominant, I became too like achievement focused and very focused on my career, but I was missing the broader context, just like I was missing the the moment there with my son. And when I brought all of these aspects of who I was more into alignment, then I felt more balanced. I felt more centered. And it allowed me to have that patience to say, here's the things you got to take care of, but you can have patience with all this other stuff. And that's when life started to delight me with just beautiful things that feel like they're deeply aligned to who it is that I am. And so it's to, to maintain the whole picture of mind, heart, body, and soul, bring that all together. And that way you can, when you do reframe your mindset, it is a deeply aligned and congruent mindset that serves the whole of who you are. Brilliant. That, that's great advice. Um, so thank you very much for, for coming on uh, the podcast. It's, it's been brilliant uh, talking to you, Luke. Um, so many thanks. Thank you, Paul. This has been great. It's been great having Luke on the podcast today, talking all things life and mindset and really tapping into his views, which you know, are quite unique. And, you know, for some of us, maybe a, a little bit spiritual, which is a real good thing. You know, and I'm saying that so many of us in life are trying to be something that maybe we're not, you know, with, with social media and the way that we run our lives, being busy all of the time, trying to achieve things, m maybe trying to be something that we're really not. You know, as Luke said, you know, he, he searched for alignment and purpose. And I think it's really about aligning to our true values and who we really are. And as Luke says, you know, reconnecting with ourselves to find that balance, to feel more connected and have a more holistic view on life. So I think it's been a real interesting episode, really interesting for us to think about, you know, are we genuinely being our true selves? So I hope you've enjoyed the episode and I'm going to leave you with this. Stones around is one thing. This is totally different. No, they're all different. Only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. Alright, I'll give it a try. No, try not. Do or do not. There is no try.
so not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you 